Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History Class, a show that honors the dead by sharing their stories with the living. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're reflecting on one of the worst peacetime fires in British history and on the courageous first responders who gave their lives to put it out. The day was March 28th, 1960. An explosive fire at a whiskey warehouse claimed the lives of 14 firefighters and five members of the Glasgow Salvage Corps. The event was, and still is, the largest peacetime loss of life ever suffered by the UK's fire and rescue services. The blaze was first reported at 7.15 that evening by George Pinkstone, the superintendent of the El Dorado Ice Cream Company. He had smelled burning wood, and after stepping outside to investigate, he noticed smoke coming from a second-floor window of the adjoining warehouse. The building in question was the Arbuckle Smith & Company Whiskey Bond, which was located on Cheapside Street in the Anderston section of Glasgow. To this day, no one knows exactly how the fire started, but once it did, there was plenty of fuel to keep it burning. The bonded warehouse contained well over a million gallons of whiskey in vats and barrels, and more than 30,000 gallons of rum. Officials knew that if the fire wasn't contained quickly, it would have no trouble spreading to the neighboring buildings, a tobacco warehouse, and the aforementioned ice cream factory. Six minutes after the call came in, the first crews arrived at the scene and began working to extinguish the blaze. Soon after, they were joined by the St. Mungo fireboat, which had traveled along the River Clyde from a nearby marine fire station. By that point, firefighters had already entered the front of the warehouse to search for the fire's point of origin. Meanwhile, on Waroke Street, at the back of the warehouse, another crew was working to extinguish flames that were spilling out of a ground-floor window. 
More fire chiefs arrived a few minutes later, and after assessing the situation, they decided three additional pumps were needed, bringing the total number on the scene to eight. The request was sent at 7.49 p.m., but just moments later, the liquor inside the warehouse ignited and all hell broke loose. The massive explosion toppled the 60-foot-high walls at the front and back of the building, burying the crew members on either side. On Cheapside Street, three firefighters were killed instantly by the falling rubble, and on Warrock Street, the death toll was even higher. When the back walls collapsed, 11 firefighters were crushed to death, as were five members of the Glasgow Salvage Corps. The explosion made the task of the surviving firefighters even harder. Not only had it greatly reduced their manpower, it also blasted flaming whiskey barrels into the streets, creating rivers of burning liquor that threatened to start new fires. The entire city was bathed in an eerie orange glow and bright blue flames as high as 40 feet were reported. Every firefighter in the greater Glasgow area, off-duty or not, was called in to fight the blaze. In total, 450 crew members responded, but despite their best efforts, the fire still spread to the neighboring buildings. By the time it was finally extinguished, nearly a full week later, the whiskey and the tobacco warehouse, the ice cream factory, and a shipyard were all destroyed. The firefighters and salvage corps members who gave their lives in defense of their city were laid to rest at a tomb in the Glasgow necropolis. One of their surviving comrades, fireman James Dunlop, was awarded the George Medal for Civilian Gallantry in recognition of his bravery. The Cheapside Fire of 1960 had a lasting impact on Scotland's largest city. It validated the concerns that the Fire Brigade's union had been expressing for years, including the need for stricter fire safety regulations and citywide fire inspections. Unfortunately, those much-needed reforms were slow to be adopted, and Glasgow would suffer several more devastating fires in the following decade. The worst of the bunch was in 1968, when a furniture factory just a few blocks away from Cheapside Street caught fire, and 22 workers were killed. Deadly fires were so prevalent in Glasgow between the 1940s and 1970s that it earned the nickname Tinderbox City. Glasgow's propensity for fires stemmed not only from the Scottish whiskey industry and its highly flammable products, but from the large number of 19th century buildings it still contained. Glasgow was once a major port city, and many cavernous warehouses had been built along its waterfront in the 1800s. Most of them were too large for sprinkler systems to be effective, and the materials and techniques used to construct them weren't chosen with fire safety in mind. All of that was also true of cities like London and Berlin, but many of their problematic structures had been destroyed during World War II. Glasgow, on the other hand, had been spared the brunt of those bombings, leaving most of its fire-prone architecture still intact and ready to burn. In the mid-1970s, on the heels of yet another deadly fire, city planners began to rethink the way they designed and constructed buildings, and Glasgow officials finally devoted more resources to fire prevention and management. The changes were gradual, but over time, Glasgow shook off its reputation as Tinderbox City, and became a much safer and more fire-resistant place to live. Today, 
A memorial service for the victims of the Cheapside Fire will be held in Glasgow, just as it is each year. In that way, the residents continue to honor the memory of the fallen men whose self-sacrifice helped secure the rebirth of their city. The names of those first responders were James Calder, John McPherson, John Allen, Christopher Boyle, Gordon Chapman, William Crockett, Archibald Darrow, Daniel Davidson, Alfred Dickinson, Alexander Gracie, George McIntyre, Edward McMillan, Ian McMillan, William Watson, Edward Murray, James McClellan, Gordon McMillan, James Mungle, and William Oliver. May they rest in peace. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can drop me a line directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.